Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, there it is. Back in action. Here we go. Here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world. Broadcasting from the tippy top of the world famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. A man who did not lose to Sweden yesterday in the Women's World Cup. The U.S. going home early after bad-mouthing the country and suffering the ire of Donald Trump's Truth Social account in something that I've got to be honest just made me laugh on a Sunday. <laughs> the president picking fights with Megan Rapino and a team uh, that was famous for not singing the national anthem and... You know, some of them were kneeling. It was, you know, never a moment to be proud of, if to, we're being clear. And, you know, certainly Megan Rapino, very outspoken in bashing the country. Uh, get her out. Get her out of here. And as someone who roots for it, uh, I found some refreshment uh, in them losing in a weird way. And I'd never find myself rooting against America. But I'd like to think America is starting to think beyond uh, the idea that we should be woke before we should be good. Everything woke turns to We're going to discuss it today. It's going to be a very loose Monday. All right. I had a wild weekend, just a great weekend, and I hope you did as well. Today is, of course, a big day for me because my new Fox Nation documentary, it is called Moon Landing Fact or Fiction. It debuts on Fox Nation. There's commercials running for it on the TV. Pretty swanky. Uh, and it's there. If you watch Fox Nation, you can actually log on and catch it. Myself, William Shatner, a couple of NASA astronauts, the Kennedys of the world, uh, Bill Whitting, who's going to be joining us uh, later in the show today, uh, a couple of rocket experts. We were at the Neil Armstrong Museum in Wapakoneta, Ohio. We were in the Capitol talking to Jim Jordan uh, and, you know, trying to solve the problem of did we land on the moon? The answer would be no. Stop it. Okay, we're not going there. But if you watch the doc, you'll get a kick out of it. I find it to be wildly entertaining. And uh, if nothing else, you'll feel a lot better about your own choice in clothing after seeing a lot of the outfits I wore as I traveled the country. So it's a proud day. It's an exciting day for me to have that out there. And if you give it a look on Fox Nation, I would greatly appreciate it. Uh, in the meantime, three big hours coming your way. We're going to talk to Arizona Senator Debbie Lesko, who is weighing in on Joe Biden's handling of the southern border. You have no idea how to defend a nation. No, it is bad. Uh, and yes, we are going to, in the third hour of the program, third hour, okay, we will talk to Bill Whittle, who's a brilliant guy, 
knows everything to know about rockets and moon landings and everything in between, and we will take you inside my process of putting that documentary together. You see, the way the show works is I tell you all the time, you have the highest security clearance anywhere in media. Okay, there's no other show, whether it's radio or it's TV, where the host is like, literally, you're in a civilian ride-along for every second of my life. You talk to my dirtbag kid, my wife comes on and plays naughty strip club or daycare games, we're messaging you on Facebook, I meet you at all these live events around the country. Uh, You know, if it's happening in my life, it's kind of happening in yours, because I find this to be a shared success. Like, this show has grown, and certainly my TV presence has grown, but none of it would be possible without you maniacs who ride along in the squad car day in and day out. So here you Absolutely. Absolutely. If it was a year ago, I would have said, this buds for you. What the hell did you just say? Yeah, it has a total different connotation now. Growing up, this buds for you was like a thing. That was a commercial. You'd be like, yeah, you did something good. This buds for you. Now, (laughs) you say that now, and they're like, somebody ought to belt you in the mouth. So you got to, you know. You got to change up the vernacular a little bit. Trump not changing the vernacular. Let me read you this. Okay, we're going to start in a very superficial place today. It's Monday at a good weekend. I went up to Narragansett on Friday with my buddy Dean Imperial. All of you who called in and gave us food recommendations take a bow. Uh, we wound up in Monahan's in Narragansett. Uh, pound for pound had to be the best lobster roll I've ever eaten in my life. It was really like it was stunning. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life. Well, it was a great way to go through Narragansett. But if you recommended Monahan's, you were one of the listeners who did take a bow. That's where we wound up. We had lobster rolls. We had a hot one. We had a cold one. We had something called a clam cake at the recommendation of Dagan McDowell. That was world class. And then later that night, we wound up in New London, Connecticut, at Scott at Captain Scotty's Lobster Dock. Uh, we met the lovely owner, who happened to be a Fox News fan. Uh, threw us a couple of free beers while we were waiting in line. This could be a problem. Now, we played defense, but it was a banner trip. Okay, Saturday, if you're following me on Instagram, we were dancing it up down on the Jersey Shore with Jenny Fela and Dana Perino. Uh, those chicks, by the way, can seriously cut the rug. Wrong. No, they did great. Maybe it was just the booze. I don't know, but I thought they did fantastic, and I think everyone else there did as well. And then yesterday I got some fun time in. Uh, after recovering from a night of dancing with the Perinos and her hilarious husband, Peter, who, by the way, is if you guys have never met him or you know seen some of the stuff she posts about uh, him on the show on Outnumbered or Newsroom, uh, he's just like a walking joke. It's like funny, funny, like constantly, just a very witty dude. So it was just a banner weekend. There was no wrong way to do it. And it left me in such a weird, loopy mood that when I saw the Trump Truth social post last night, I just started laughing. I like the candor of Trump on in times like this. Like, I like the idea of someone standing up for the country. I like the idea of a president telling the people who represent us on the world stage to shut up. Okay, the fact that you're allowed to kneel for our national anthem, okay, is why you shouldn't ever kneel for our national anthem. Correct, Mundo. <laughs> the fact that you live in a country where you have those freedoms means you don't really have a lot to complain about. I think he's got a point. Do you think any of the other countries are taking a knee? I think it's a Middle Eastern country that's taking a knee while their national anthem plays? No. And why are they not taking a knee? Because they would die 
if they did. Bingo. Okay, around the world, you don't get rewarded with a Nike contract if you give your government the finger. You get negotiated, you know, rewarded with a hard labor camp if you're lucky. Okay, and I'm not saying those other countries should be the standard. But I am saying when you represent this country on the world stage, you should have a little more perspective. So the fact that the women's team went out and lost after getting as political as they have over the years to Sweden, no less. A team sponsored by Ikea, which means they had to build their own beds the night before the game. Not easy. Okay, but the fact that they went out and lost to them on the conservative side of the aisle was cause for great laughter. Okay, Trump kind of led that charge with his tweet. But I want to measure this. Okay, I don't like the idea that a U.S. team loses and we should feel good about it. But if it's one of those addition by subtraction moments where we start to, you know, maybe send a message to people representing us on the world stage that they should be out there, you know, standing up for what's right about this country, what's good about this country, instead of using the world stage as a chance to bash us for a pretend oppression. okay? because the reality is nobody's oppressed here. okay? no matter what you are, if you're black, you're white, you're trans, you're anything in between. okay? any minority group. okay? it is better to be you here than it is to be you anywhere else in the world. This would be the best country to be gay, be the best country to be trans, be the best country to be straight, be the best country to be black, white, Muslim, Asian, Mario, Luigi, Pokemon, Pikachu. It doesn't matter, okay? You could identify as a dog, okay? It'd be better to be that here than it would anywhere else. Absolutely, 100%. So there's no perspective. But here's the Trump tweet, or the truth social anyway. And I just listen. There's so much to get into right now. Trump's we got all these indictments going on. Okay, Devin Archer testimony coming unsealed, showing that uh yeah, it turns out Biden went to a dinner he denied being at. Uh oh, I'm in trouble. He is if the media starts paying attention. There's a lot to get into as it pertains to the border, as it pertains to the twenty twenty four election. But I'm starting on a superficial level because it's just the kind of mood I'm in. Here is Trump, okay? After the US women's national team was eliminated on Sunday. It's the earliest the team has ever been out of the World Cup. And that is significant. Why? Because we fund women's soccer in this sport at a much higher level than the other countries do. He knows what he's talking about. So for all the hullabaloo, it's not to say they haven't been great and they haven't been dominant. Yeah, they did lose a scrimmage to a bunch of 15-year-old boys. Let's not let that biological reality get in the way of this nice political movement Megan Rapino has built for herself and her comrades. Megan Rapino, who was able to make millions of dollars competing against women, okay, is now out there in favor of letting biological men compete against women. Why do you do things like that? You're like a crazy person. I don't know that she's a crazy person, but she's absolutely a fraud. Okay, she went out and made millions of dollars winning women's soccer against other biological women. Now that she's retiring from soccer, she says we should let biological men compete against women. What a fraud. I mean, seriously, someone who built her name and her cachet and her clout. And I'm here to stand up for women. Okay, now throws every single woman trying to compete on a level playing field under the bus. You blockhead! Okay, Trump essentially said as much. 
the shocking and totally unexpected loss by the U.S. women's soccer team to Sweden is fully emblematic of what is happening to our once great nation under crooked Joe Biden. Come on, man. (laughs) Many of our woke players were openly hostile to America. No other country behaved in such a manner or even close. Woke equals failure. Nice shot, Megan. The USA is going to hell. MAGA! (laughs) I don't know why this made me laugh so hard, okay? But I laughed my ass off when I read this yesterday because I just like the candor. And, of course, what did Biden tweet? Well, Biden didn't tweet anything. But the 19-year-old intern running the Biden press Twitter account tweeted that the United States is is proud of you girls and you went out there and you really showed <laughs> we're not proud of you come on man and you're not proud of us you don't sing the national anthem you don't stand for it you denigrate your own sport by saying yeah we have to be more supportive of women while you yourselves welcome men into your sport okay nobody's proud but it shows you just how out of touch this Democrat mindset of victimhood over victorhood happens to be. Okay, posit yourself as a victim. We're women. We're oppressed. Guys are saying bad things about us on social media for kneeling for the national anthem. We are victims in this moment. That is a fact check false. But if you claim you're a victim, that's the Democratic mindset right now. As they run in your direction, yay, you're brave, good for you, you're a victim, person making millions of dollars to play soccer. I mean, man, I would sign up for that victimhood any day of the week. But it really does show you the mindset. I'm not saying in an ideal world we have presidents or presidential candidates bashing our our, our athletes on the world stage. But if our athletes want to go on the world stage and complain about America, I love the idea that someone would call them out for it and drop a perspective bomb on them. Okay, if you're getting paid millions of dollars to play a child's sport, you're not oppressed. Okay, you've hit the lottery. So much so that it's denying you the self-awareness that should otherwise tell you you look like an a-hole to everybody watching what you do. So when Trump goes out and says, ha-ha, you guys suck, kind of rubs their nose in it, you might think it's crass, you might think it's bombastic, you might think it's a little too much. But the idea that he's trying to remind everybody who's gifted and blessed enough to represent us on the world stage that that's not something to look down on, that that's not something to trash, I'll always appreciate. But on the left side of the aisle, what do you get? You get this, well, way to go, girls. We're all proud of you. you no, we're not. That's embarrassing. You know how much money people lost? If you bet the women's team yesterday in Vegas, oh, my gosh. Forget you lost the house. You, I mean, forget about it. You lost the shed. You were going to have to turn tricks behind just to pay for the money so you wouldn't lose the house. Ha- I mean, you lost everything. It's not good. But when you see that divide, it really tells you what's on the ballot every day in this, in this day and age. We're living a battle, a perpetual battle between victorhood and victimhood. Victorhood is you can do it. We're the greatest country in the world. We have all the resources at our disposal. You know, we're a proud people. We landed on the frickin' moon. This is a country that can do anything it sets its mind to. Victorhood. Let's get them. Okay? But what the left is constantly pushing now is victimhood. 
Nah, you can't do it. You're oppressed. Everybody's out to get you. Let the government solve the problem. Government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. Totally. Okay. And we're eroding people's self-reliance. We're teaching them to seek offense at a time when they should be pursuing greatness and finding a way. And it's that mindset that is so clearly illustrated on a day like yesterday where we get embarrassed on the world stage by Sweden. And we've got the Biden administration telling you we're proud of the girls. Listen, we're happy you played well and way to go, and we're not actually mad at you per se. But if you think we're proud of you for getting your ass handed to you by Sweden, okay, you're as out of touch as anything that happened on that penalty kick by Megan Rapino. And I'm out here in the real world, and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. The critics have spoken. Well, that was different. Yep, lousy, but different. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory... Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. There it is, Fox Across America. With your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. Now heading out to Montana, Helena, Montana. Friday night, October the 27th. Those tickets are now on sale at the Helena Civic Center. Go hang out with your radio buddy. Saturday night, October the 28th, we are at the Colonial Theater in Idaho Falls, Idaho. Uh, Both of those shows now on sale. Helena Civic Center, uh, Colonial Theater out there in Idaho Falls, and I'd love to come hang out. These are solo dates. I don't have Kennedy with me on this one. Uh, she'll be off doing some TV stuff, covering the government or something like that. Thanks, big government weenuses. <laughs> but we'll be doing, uh, like we did in St. Mary's, Ohio last week, uh, a sold-out show, Don't Tell Lucy, and uh, I will stay to meet every one of you after the show uh, if, in fact, you are so inclined So make it sure you make your way out there. In the meantime, let's do some damn radio. Jamie Raskin, uh, he's a clown straight up. Yesterday he was asked, you know, because obviously Trump's making a lot of headlines. Okay, he was asked yesterday, hey, you know, if Trump's been indicted three times, how come Biden's not pulling away? Jamie Raskin invokes Abraham Lincoln to try to make the point. That is so embarrassing. But he doesn't actually answer the question. Here it is, clip 19. Why do you think a thrice-indicted former president is neck and neck with the current president? Well, it's a great question. I wish that Lincoln were around to pose it to him because it's his political party that they've dragged into the mud here. I mean, that was a pro-freedom, anti-slavery, anti-know-nothing pro-immigration party, and now it's become a cult of authoritarian personality. You don't have a clue. Okay, let me explain. I'm going to make this very simple for you. Okay, you ready? Everybody, straightforward. Okay, this is your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. You know how they say every every girl needs a friend who's not afraid to tell them their butt looks bad in those pants? That's like an old saying. It's been around in the fashion industry. I'm going to be that friend for everybody, and I'm just going to give you a basic truth, Okay. 
why does a thrice invited uh, indicted president Okay, why is Joe Biden not beating a thrice indicted president? It's very simple. Biden sucks. That's all there is to it. Okay, the guy is the least popular president in the history of our country. And if you're paying attention to the Devin Archer testimony, not only is he a dirtbag, but there seems to be a little bit of criminality. He should be behind bars. We'll discuss it next. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon back in the studio after a nice weekend. I got back to eating like I'm on TV again. Put that cookie down now. Yep, they brought that guy back. They heard what I was. They heard what I was doing in Narragansett. They're like, no more of that. Uh, but yes, we just watched the first commercial for my moon landing documentary. It is streaming today on Fox Nation. If one of you were to watch it. You would double my ratings. So if you get a chance, give it a go. Uh, in the meantime, let's talk about Jack Smith. Uh, he is, of course, the subject of a lot of incoming from Trump's Truth Social account right now. Let me read you the latest one there. This is so wild. Deranged Jack Smith is going before his number one draft pick, the judge of his dreams, who must be recused, in an attempt to take away my First Amendment rights. This is Trump on Truth Social. This despite despite the fact that he, the DOJ, and his many thug prosecutors are illegally leaking everything and anything to the fake news media. Uh, When we talk about this, okay, there's no denying the fact that if something reflects negatively on Trump, it always gets leaked to the media. He's not wrong in saying that. The bigger issue he has here is he doesn't think he can get a fair trial in D.C. And this judge has a case history of being, some would say, excessively harsh when it comes to January 6th stuff. Okay, there have been cases where she gave people sentences that were longer than what the government recommended. Now, of course, the sale here that Merrick Garland is trying to make is that this is a completely impartial justice system. You're not telling me the truth. Okay, it would be hard to feel like he is, but I'm going to give you some of this because it was really funny. Basically, over on MSNBC... Okay, Anthony Coley, who is a former advisor to Merrick Garland, kind of gets caught celebrating the fact that this judge has been known to give harsh sentences to January 6th defendants. Here it is, clip 12. Judge uh, Chutkin is uh, a Jamaican-born jurist. She uh, is well-known in legal circles for being both fair and tough. Importantly, on more than one instance um, in her courtroom, she has charged, she has sentenced January 6th defendants to even more time than the government asked for. So uh, she is the real deal. And um, I, uh, I'm pleased that someone like her, someone who is both fair and tough, is the one who is going to oversee this second trial of the uh, second federal trial of the former president. Shut up, fool! Okay, do you understand why liberals wanted him to stop talking? Is because when he says, you know, on more than one occasion, she sentenced January 6th defendants to even more time than the government asked for, what he's basically saying is, oh yeah, she's got a political take here. That's what we're talking about. Okay, when the sentencing is beyond what the government asked for, nobody's here to defend January 6th. But the point is, Okay, judges, 
are often in this day and age legislating from the bank, uh, legislating from the bench. You're getting activism uh, where none is needed. And that was the Trump claim against this particular judge is that she seems to have a little bit of a political bent. It would be a trial held in D.C., a place that is 97 percent liberal. Uh, You know, he doesn't feel like he's going to get a fair shake now. In an ideal world, he would. But understand he's still being charged for things that nobody on earth would ever be charged for, not a former president for questioning the results of an election. Okay, you understand if questioning the results of an election, I know I've played this for you before, but if questioning the results of an election was a problem, every one of these people would be in jail. As I've been telling candidates who have come to see me, you can run the best campaign, you can even become the nominee, and you can have the election stolen from you. Do you agree that Donald Trump is, in effect, not a legitimate president? I think that there's no question that the process that elected him was not legitimate. The president-elect, although legally elected, is not legitimate. Donald Trump is an illegitimate president. I think the interference, although not yet quantified, uh, if fully investigated, would show that Trump didn't actually win the election in 2016. So do you believe President Trump is an illegitimate president? Based on what I just said, which I can't retract. (laughs) (laughs) Trump knows he's an illegitimate president who got illegitimate foreign help. She is a fraud, a phony, a woman without a moral core, a regular two-faced, mealy-mouthed politician who swings with the wind. I mean, I love Judge Jeanine. I just wish she wouldn't hold back so much. But seriously... Okay, every one of those Democrats, every single one of them, told you an election was stolen. It's not legitimate. Russia hacked. Russia helped. Okay, so when you come at me with, well, this guy's got to go to jail. He's undermining faith in our democracy. If that, you know, if you really feel that way, then yeah, then just lock all of them up. But is there any effort being made to lock all of them up? Of course not. And that's why this looks politically motivated. Okay, but one of the bigger issues here is yes, you know, Trump is in a position that is unprecedented in our country in that he's been indicted three times and we had never indicted a president once in the 247-year history of the country. But politically, he would probably win the election if it were held today. I mean, think about that, okay? None of this. As Trump joked over the weekend, he said he's one he's he's one indictment away from wrapping this election up. Every time he gets indicted, his numbers go up a little higher. Why are they going up a little bit higher? Because nobody, nobody trusts the DOJ anymore because they've shown their hand at so many different levels, whether you were talking about the Mueller probe or you were talking about the the way they hid the Hunter Biden laptop in the run up to the 2020 election. They interfered in the election. Okay, they, knowing they had verified Hunter Biden's laptop as being true a full year before the election, stood down as it was struck from the public record. And 51 former intelligence officials signed a letter saying it was Russian disinformation. Okay, they themselves knew it was real and they didn't say anything about it. Okay, that's what went on in the fall of 2020. It's people with a dirty mind that think like that. Okay, so nobody trusts the DOJ because they've seen their hand before. They've showed their cards before. Okay, but then you get this other reality that one of the reasons Trump is surging 
aside from the fact that people don't trust the DOJ and there's this rally around the flag thing going on, is because we are seeing overwhelming evidence of corruption in the Biden family. Are you the big man, Joe? Hunter Biden's living, breathing business partners have both testified on record that Joe Biden was the big man, that Hunter was selling influence in our government using his father's name. This despite the fact that Joe Biden lied, okay, repeatedly on the debate stage, in front of reporters. This is a straight Dr. Seuss on a boat, on a goat, on a train with a plane. He started out by telling us once, Hunter Biden's laptop's not real. (laughs) was lie number one for Joe Biden. Then he said, what? I've never talked to my son about his businesses. (laughs) Lie number two. We now have documented evidence of him doing exactly that. So much so that he called in to his son's business meetings on speakerphone on more than 20 occasions. He then said, oh, I've never talked to his business partners. (laughs) Okay, we have a letter unearthed from Devin Archer last week that also shows him sending a letter to Devin Archer. I'm glad you guys are working together. Sorry we didn't get to see each other at the luncheon. I was busy with the president of China. Okay, sent him a handwritten note. Okay, so you understand the mounting evidence, physical evidence that people are putting their names behind, that we have bank records on. Okay, that shows that Devin Archer, okay, was making wild amounts of money overseas by trading on the Biden family name. He said that Joe's position was to help sell the brand. Get on a conference call so we could prove to these people that we actually had the access to you that we said we did. And Joe Biden ultimately did what for Burisma? Fired a prosecutor that was looking into their corruption. And he did it by threatening to withhold aid from Ukraine's government. Okay, we now know this to be true. And understand, okay, Hunter Biden's living, breathing business partners have corroborated this. So the level of lie, I've played you this clip before. I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. They said, you have no authority. You're not the president. The president said, I said, call him. (laughs) I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting a billion dollars. I said, you're not getting a billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours? I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. (laughs) Got fired. Think about that. Okay, that's Joe Biden openly admitting to threatening to withhold government resources unless a government behaved the way he wanted them to. That is the very definition of a quid pro quo. Democrats actually impeached Trump for asking about that very transaction. Okay, that's the biggest scam of our times. And why were they doing that to throw people off the scent? So when you ask yourself the question, how come Trump's been indicted three times, but he's still in the lead over Biden, it's because most objective observers see that Biden is a scam. They don't trust the DOJ. Here is Doug Burgum. Okay, you probably don't know this, but Doug Burgum is the governor of North Dakota. Nice enough fella. Okay, if you're listening out on, you know, on the flag out in Fargo, you know this. Shout out to Scott Hennon and the gang. Uh, But the point is, otherwise... Okay, everyone else in the rest of the country would probably have to Google Doug Burgum. Uh, But Governor Burgum is running for president. And to his credit yesterday, he was on the week with George Stephanopoulos. And, of course, they went right in and asked him about Trump. 
So he threw a challenge flag, okay, and told George Stephanopoulos to talk to the hand for a minute. Shut up. And asked him about who? Okay, the current occupant of the Oval Office. This is a Doug Burgum appreciation clip. Let's play it right now, clip eight. What I know is that I'm running against Joe Biden, and that's what we're going to be talking about. And, of course, not a mention in the last 15 minutes of, of, you know, Hunter Biden or the laptop. Americans out there do concern. There are people on the ground that are not watching these Sunday programs that are saying, you know, why is the, the why is the DOJ defending Hunter Biden and why are they attacking President Trump? It does seem political to people. And I think that the folks in Washington have to understand that, you know, if they're surprised why Trump's leading the polls, it is basically people pushing back and saying, hey, we don't trust the system. And that's a bigger problem for America. But I may, hold up, but, but, but Governor, I'm asking you what you think. What, do you have an opinion on the fact that the President Trump tried to overturn the election as alleged in the indictment this week by, by Special Prosecutor Smith? And here's his answer to that, clip nine. I'm not a lawyer. I'm an entrepreneur, and I'm and I am a someone who leads and operates businesses. It's something I care about the people of this country, and you're asking me, uh, you know, basically a legal question. We're focused on the future. There are just so many people that want to weigh in on this topic around the clock, and and you know who loves it when all we do is talk about this? Of course, President Biden does because then we don't have to talk about inflation or Afghanistan or the Russian invasion, the fact we're in a cold war with China, and and you also, and you also love it. China loves it. When America's divided like this and talking about the past, this is perfect. This is how democracies fall, is when citizens lose confidence in their institutions. And basically what he's saying to George Stephanopoulos is, You suck, you jackass. Okay, you can tell me, you know, Trump's been indicted. What do you think? But has anyone else noticed, like, we're actually not talking about Joe Biden. Like, Joe Biden, like, really lied hard to us. Okay, and if he's lying hard to us, it's because he was making money off of his son. Okay, you don't start with the laptop's not real. Okay, if there's nothing damaging inside the laptop. That's true. That is true. The reason they tried to put the laptop to bed is because if they got the public to buy into that, then it puts everything else he could ever be accused of to bed with it. Ah, you have a good eye, my man. But once the election was over, all the media outlets that denied you access to the laptop story turned around and were like, oh, yeah, it was real. The media is a bunch of losers. Okay, and they interfered in our elections. Okay, but understand the reason Joe Biden was trying to put that to bed is, yeah, it was damaging in the run-up to the election. But it's just as damaging after the fact, if for no other reason, then we know Hunter Biden wouldn't have got this money if it wasn't for his dad's place in the government. Now, I know when you listen to this, you know, if you're just scrolling through the station and you're listening to my show right now because you're like, well, this is interesting, honey. This guy sounds like he's getting paid in tequila. <laughs> I've never heard a nationally syndicated show sound like this. is What's going on here? This might be a hostage situation. Surely he's not the real host. The other guy must be tied up in the corner. Let's stick around in case he fights his way back onto the microphone. This could get interesting. Okay, the reason I keep coming back to this, okay, is you might say, like, how does this help me pay a bill? How does this secure the border? How does this keep my kid in education? How does this lower the price of gas? Okay. All of that stuff, which is the primal stuff that really does determine your quality of life in this country, is being profoundly impacted by the ineptitude of the guy in the Oval Office. Biden's energy policies are why your gas is expensive. 
Biden's border policies, why your streets are being flooded with fentanyl and we have a record level of poisoning deaths. Biden's prison policies, liberal prison policies, or why society is looking like it's like the purge right now. If you go to a big liberal city, it's horrifying. I don't take any joy in saying that. Okay, but Bidenomics is what's actually causing the record levels of inflation that we're sitting here with right now. Okay, so the reason I'm bringing all of this stuff up is because if the levels of corruption in the Biden family were truly acknowledged, number one, if we have a president who's compromised, we're all compromised. We need to know that he's governing with our best interest in mind, and not a lot of people feel like he is when you look at how this country happens to be performing right now and how so much of our energy sector has been decimated, okay, but not in the name of cleaning up the planet. We're getting filthier with green energy policies because we're just outsourcing our production, the countries that produce the fuel filthier than we do, at which point we use more, even more fuel to get it back into the country to begin with. So Biden is not governing like, you know, we're the most important thing on the agenda, but getting past all of that, even if he just happens to be a bad president. Okay, the reality is knowing just how bad he is, knowing just how corrupt his family has been might be enough to get people to have an honest conversation about whether or not he deserves to be running this country in 2024. And the truth is Joe Biden shouldn't be running water, let alone the country. And I think if we could start having an honest conversation about that, it starts right there with the Hunter story and makes it all the way up to all this corruption we've seen. I can't even spit the words out. I'm so worked up. Do you speak any English? Seriously, I better watch it. If I keep slurring my speech, they'll put me in the White House. Critics are calling it the funniest show on the radio. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, maybe. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I almost had it. There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Going to be joined with Arizona Senator Debbie Lesko uh, in the next hour. Going to talk about the situation at our border, which is now overwhelming facilities in Arizona as well. Biden is such a disaster. Man, he's such a bad president. We were told, remember, like the adults are back in the room. This guy's going to be a steady hand at the till. Wrong. Just been a mess, man. And I don't know who you're supposed to vote for in 2024. We're a long way out on that. But if the primary was held today, uh, DeSantis would win by about, excuse me, would lose by about 50 points. It's not looking good for him. We're going to get into that in a little while. And uh, we're going to have a grown-up talk about our border with Debbie Lesko. And then we're going to get into some real craziness regarding the moon landing because somebody has a big fancy documentary on Fox Nation that you could go watch right now to see even more of my fat face. Back after this. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it is. We are fired up in this hour. Going to be talking to Arizona Congresswoman Debbie Lesko about the state of our southern border. We're also going to get into the growing pressure on the DOJ to explain the Hunter-Biden plea deal. Hunter's a dirtbag. And we are, of course, going to take your calls, text, tweets, carrier pigeons on anything on your mind. Fox Cross America, this country's family meeting. Uh, we just kind of sit around the radio dinner table. Doesn't matter what you believe. Doesn't matter who you vote for. I don't 
care where you come from. I don't care what color you are. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how dumb you are. No, ma'am. You could be a Republican. You could be a Democrat. Just don't be a That is all. It's Monday. Champ's a little out of sorts. I'm supposed to be on with Jesse Waters tonight on the TV. Whether you watch it or not, you will see me uh, on the Fox News channel. They're running promos for my moon landing documentary, uh, moon landing fact or fiction. Uh, spoiler alert, I, I do think we did go to the moon. Uh, having met Buzz Aldrin, I'm not entirely sure we came back, uh, but we will be discussing that in the last hour of the show today with Bill Whittle, who is just an all-around brilliant guy who was one of the many participants in my documentary that you could be watching right now on Fox Nation. Uh, but let's get back to the radio. Let's get back to the, the gig, okay, the main event of the day. And sadly, this is the one thing that sucks, okay? I'm, you know, I'm an optimistic guy. I always say I'm like a dog with a job. You know, when you go to the airport, you see a dog, his tail's always wagging because he can't believe they're counting on him to save the plane. <laughs> you know, that dog sniffing bags. He's like, really? Seriously? I mean, this is nuts. Okay, yeah, great to be here. <sighs> okay, that's me. I'm always walking around in a good mood because I can't believe they're counting on me to save the plane. This is crazy. Okay, that being said, from the second I got the show, okay, it was March 9th, 2020 when it launched. Within five days, they had shut down the world over a pandemic. That descended, of course, into, you know, months of day drinking and death counts. And then we got the summer of 2020 riots, which spilled into one of the most contentious elections of our lifetimes. And every day that I've hosted this show, we've been flying a little bit further into the storm. Okay, you know, they say in horse racing, you've got to be a mutter. You've got to be able to run on a sloppy track. Okay, we have never run on a clean track once in the history of this show. Yeah, it's, it's fun. It's sloppy. It's crazy. But as a guy who genuinely cares about the country, like I'm new. This show's been on the air like three years. Uh, this is all exciting to me. And I care about the impact I'm having on the people who consume the product. And so I get on the air every day, and I genuinely want to help. Okay, that might change three contracts and two wives from now when I'm just like a slob. I weigh 350, and I got some type of weird pill addiction. Then, yeah, maybe I won't care. But as a guy who cares right now, who gets on the air genuinely trying to help, I hate that we find ourselves in the position we do where we're revisiting so many issues that still haven't been solved. Why? Because the politics continue to be more important than the people. That is correct. When it comes to the southern border, let me be very clear. The politics are way, 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 way more important than the people. When you're right, you're right. And you're right. Why do I say that? Okay, because both political parties under George W. Bush and Barack Obama voted for border wall funding. I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. They were fine with it. Okay. Then Donald Trump came along and was like, build a wall. And they were like, no, what do you build a wall? That's racist. That's inhumane. We should be building bridges, not walls. Democrats are so full of crap. That's what they did. And again, it was something we all supported. Why? Building a wall, securing your border is not some racist, discriminatory act. In fact, it's demonstrating more humanity than anything happening under the Biden administration. Why? Because if you force people to come here legally, legally, okay, that means they're also going to come here safely. Correct the mundo. Bottom line. When you allow people to come in illegally, you see people drowning in rivers like we constantly see down in Texas. Okay, you see people suffocating in car carriers. 
You see people traveling with human traffickers and coyotes. Okay, bad things happen when you encourage people to take a perilous journey, as Joe Biden and the Democrats have done. You're showing less humanity because you've incentivized this danger they're subjecting themselves to. Okay, forcing them to come here legally is not racist. It's not don't come. It's come here safely. It's come here and become citizens. And you could argue, okay, well, that takes too long. That's where they come. Fine, let's speed up the process. Let's work that out. The truth is nobody has ever wanted to tackle the issue of immigration because it's an easier issue to run on than it is to solve. That's how it works. For whatever you think of Donald Trump, he's the only guy to get elected and actually say, let's do something. Okay, let's go out there and do this. And we should be eliminating catch and release in sanctuary cities. And to be clear, pretty much every Democrat running a sanctuary city now agrees with Trump. And we could have solved this problem four years ago if they didn't posture politically and say, no, no, human is illegal. If Trump doesn't let you into the country, we will. Don't worry. And why were they saying that? Because they didn't actually have to worry about anyone coming there because we had a guy in office that was actually securing the border. You are correct, sir. Now that we have a guy who's let the border wide open, all of these sanctuary cities are getting overwhelmed with people. And they went from Ron DeSantis as a human trafficker to for relocating migrants to flat out pleading for federal resources so they could relocate them themselves. This is politics as usual. But all of it is avoidable if you actually secure the southern border. But in this moment, all of the people who went down and cried outside the so-called kids and cages under Donald Trump aren't saying a word now that the facilities are overrun with nearly 600% more migrants. Has anyone gotten a crying photo of AOC outside of a migrant detention center in the last two years? AOC is a dope. Okay, understand, it's all political posturing. Okay, 130,000 apprehensions recorded along the southern border in July. Now you understand, you go, oh, that's good, they're catching them. It doesn't matter. Okay, that's the 130,000 that they know of. But what do all 130,000 of them have in common? Pretty much all of them got let right into the country. And then the policy becomes, you're going to have an asylum case in five or ten years, and you better show up to that asylum case to determine whether or not you're allowed to be here. Thank you for the education, gentlemen. We've just received a Ph.D. in stupidity. And why is we playing that Bill Murray clip? Because nobody shows up to their asylum hearing because they're not going to get deported anyway. So the truth is what you say is not nearly as important as what you do when it comes to the southern border. The Biden administration could say don't come, but if people show up and get let right into the country, they don't call home and say don't come. They call home and say we made it. I think he's got a point. So here is Kristen Cinema. She is, of course, a former Democratic senator who has now become an independent, and she is trashing the Biden administration straight up, saying the longer the federal government refuses to offer real solutions, the more our small border towns will unfairly shoulder the burden of the border crisis. She said this in a statement. We can deliver lasting solutions by bringing folks together, listening, and staying laser-focused on results. That's exactly what I'll keep doing, blah, blah, blah. Bringing folks together. Now, here it is, very simple. Okay, you don't have to bring anybody together. Just enforce the laws. 
Enforce the law. Secure the border like any other country, any other functioning country. Not because you're racist, but because you want to encourage legal immigration. Safer for them, safer for us. Okay, everybody listening, you got to look at it this way. The border is the front door to your house. You lock the front door of your house, not because you're a racist, but because you just want to be safe. You want to know who's coming. You want to know who's coming and going. When you hear that, you know, 68 suspects on the terror watch list have been apprehended at the border, that's just the 68 that we know of, you dig? That means there's others that we don't know of. That can't be good. And the Democrats, in an exercise in scoring political points, have reduced the southern border issue to one of racism. Well, you're either racist against these Mexican people or you're not. But the truth is they're not coming over just from Mexico. They're coming over from everywhere in the world because they're getting in. But rather than focusing on, hey, how do we secure this, force them to come in legally, make it safer for the people who do want to migrate here, speed up the process for people who are trying to be granted citizenship, we just sit here and have pretend debates over whether or not it's racist to lock the front door of your house. Okay? It's kind of ridiculous. And this whole idea... And I come back to this a lot, a lot when it comes to politics, okay? We keep arguing over everything except the real issue, okay? It drives me crazy. The issue at the southern border is not an issue of racism, okay? It is an issue of human suffering for the migrants and for the American citizens being plagued by the record level of fentanyl poisoning deaths in this country. Okay, understand, people are not overdosing on fentanyl. And it needs to be characterized better because you hear overdose and the connotation of overdosing is ah, as a person who did a lot of drugs and eventually got carried away and caught up to them. No, the fentanyl deaths are recreational drug users, many of whom are using drugs for the first time and dying because they took an Adderall or some other pill in college that was laced with fentanyl. OK, so you understand we're living in a different time now. And in a lot of regards, we're being failed by our inability to converse honestly about this situation. It really does drive me crazy. So I applaud somebody, you know, like Kristen Cinema, who will Kirsten Cinema, who will say something. Okay, and I'll be happy to discuss this with Congresswoman Debbie Lesko. Okay, but understand the Biden administration now holding illegal aliens at the Alho Station in Arizona outdoors in 113 degree weather. Okay, Mayorkas wants you to believe the border shut. <laughs> Everything's fine. Illegal immigration, you know, went down. It initially went down in June. You know what it went up by in July? A massive number, okay? Over 30,000 uh, more apprehensions. Okay, the Tucson sector recording 40,000 arrests last month. That's the highest monthly total in 15 years. But the trick is they arrest these people, so you go, aha, we got it, Jimmy. They're finally playing defense at the southern border. <laughs> No, they're not, because everybody they arrest gets processed and let right in. That's stupid. Use your common sense. So you understand, I'm not trying to make this case for like, hey, this is why you vote Republican. I don't care about that. It's not my job, man. If these political parties are counting on me to sway an election in their favor, they're screwed and they deserve to lose. Okay, that's just not the gig. That's not what I signed up for. I'm just trying to have honest conversations. The border is the front door to our American house. And right now we have a political party in power refusing to lock that door. Okay, this is a byproduct of the politics being more important than the people. This is why Kamala Harris went down to the Northern Triangle and conducted a root study 
on the causes of illegal immigration and flat out blamed it on climate change. Kamala's awful with her weird laugh. Ha ha! Think about that. And why did she do that? Because that's the agenda they're trying to push right now. Okay, you know the whole never let a good crisis go to waste. Wow, we got the climate change is so bad. Believe me, no one is leaving a South American country and walking a thousand miles because they care about what the weather's going to do in 50 years. And there's nothing the weather's doing now that's changing their food supply or their quality of life to make it any differently than it was two years ago or five years ago or 10 years ago. They don't have any data. They don't have any polling. They don't have anything that tells you people are getting up and walking a thousand miles because of climate change, Kamala. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. Totally. Okay, because the God's honest truth is the reason these people are walking as many miles as they are, subjecting themselves to human traffickers and coyotes and everything in between, is because they're getting in. That's it. That's it. That's the only. They're doing it for no other reason. You know the old Willie Sutton line: "Why do you rob the banks? Because that's where the money is." Okay. Why did you go to the southern border? Because I'll get in. Biden has turned our border into that college bar that doesn't check ID. You know, when you're an underage kid, you're trying to get into a bar and you find out there's one place in town that's not proofing anybody. Everybody in town shows up, whether they're old enough to be in a bar or not. And that's where we find ourselves now. Okay, we put a guy in the White House who's not checking ID. And if you want to know why the border numbers are surging, you look no further than that jackass. I agree with that. You're riding around with America's cabbie. Taxi. Taxi. You're hanging out with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, not only the host of this show, but a host of the new moon landing documentary, Fact or Fiction. It is streaming now on Fox Nation. During the show, I spoke to someone who claimed to be on a CIA kill list, uh, the great Bart Sabrell. We're trying to get him on the show later this week to discuss his experiences. Bart is what is known as a moon landing truther. Uh, he is one of those guys who says we didn't go to the moon. Now, I don't know that that's my belief. After all, I'm married to a woman from Neil Armstrong's hometown. But we're going to be discussing this with scientist Bill Whittle later in the show. Uh, and let's be very clear, regardless of how you feel about the moon landing, there is absolutely a cottage industry out there of people who've been killed because they upset powerful politicians. I'm Hillary Clinton, and I approve this message. But stick with me, because we're having a discussion right now about the border, getting ready to talk to Arizona Congresswoman Debbie Lesko. Uh, one of the issues she's also going to be weighing in on is the case against Donald Trump. Now, Ailey Mistel, Ailey Mistel was on MSNBC yesterday. Now, he is, you know, this is one of these funny ones. Mistel goes on MSNBC just to call things racist. That's essentially how this works. But there's this exercise in saying the quiet part out loud right now where Democrats are lamenting the fact that, like, it's just not fair that Trump could be president again, even if he's on trial, because it shows you the whole point of the trial is to just stop him from winning again. It's not that they think he was overthrowing the government. It's not that they firmly believe questioning an election is an imprisonable offense, because if it was, they would have locked up every Democrat after 2016. Okay, these are people whose emotions have become their facts. And here is a moment 
okay, where Ely Mistel is flat out saying it's just weird that he can run again. Clip 11. There's no bar on Trump running from president from prison, right? There, there's, there's no constitutional problem with him running for president from prison, and he can do that because he wasn't charged with insurrection, right? And there are a lot, look, there are a lot of reasons why he wasn't. I'm not second-guessing Jack Smith. I get why we're here. But without the insurrection charge, without, without the sedition charge, there's no way to trigger the Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, which is the only thing that could have barred him from seeking higher office. He wasn't impeached. He wasn't charged with sedition. He gets to run again. And that is weird on the world stage. So that's what we're down to now. It's just weird. But, Mom, <laughs> I don't like it. I should have a run. But what if that's all they're really telling you is this is overtly political. But why are those protections in our Constitution? Why do we have the ability to elect someone even if they've been imprisoned? Because that is our way as voters of pushing back if we think we have a weaponized justice system. That is our way of holding the people in power accountable if we don't think they're representing our best interests in targeting their political opponents. That is why Donald Trump, as weird as it might sound, could potentially be running for president from a jail cell. I don't know that it's going to come to that, But I do know the reason we have that firewall in our Constitution is because on the off chance the people don't think Washington's doing their bidding, we can turn around and give them the finger. That's why it's there. I'm telling you, that boy's a genius. No, they were geniuses. I just read it. Reality with a bit of insanity. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is. Back in action. And if the band sounds fired up, you better believe they are. Joining us now on the show. I mean, you talk about a fan favorite on this show. People are going to get emotional. Uh, She is a superstar representative from the 8th Congressional District of Arizona. I'm talking about Congresswoman Debbie Lesko. Hello. Hello. Wow, you really applaud me too much. Oh, listen. (laughs) But thank you. You you know the deal. Like I have the intro thing under control when it comes to radio. It's the rest of the show I don't haven't figured out yet. But I can do my <laughs> intros. <laughs> if it all came down to intros, we'd be at the biggest show of all time. Unfortunately, there's those other two hours and fifty nine minutes we need to figure out. But I hope you're doing well. I'm doing excellent. I'm I'm in Arizona. I'm not in Washington D.C. So Ooh. life is really good right now. <laughs> it's so it's so funny. It's sad at the same time, but I know why you feel the way you do, uh, having spent some swamp time myself recently. But even in Arizona. Okay, we're dealing with a border situation right now. I try to make the case very simply. Okay, we talk about it on a political level, but it is a functional level to the border, which is it's the front door to our house. Uh, We've left it wide open, and now we have a mess on our hands, specifically where you are uh, in Arizona. And I don't think we should be framing this as like a Republican issue per se, because it's basically an issue for everybody, is it not? It is an issue for everyone, including the illegal immigrants that are trying to cross the border. Imagine that. So, you know, 
as, as you've said, I'm here in Arizona, and then the Tucson border sector, the Washington Post is putting out numbers predicting that border crossings will be the highest that they've been in 15 years in the in the month of July. And this is what's happening under the Biden administration policies. I mean, you just look at the numbers. So in June of 2020, when Trump was in office, the crossings were 33,000. In June of 2023, the crossings under President Biden were 145,000. Oh, my goodness. I think that's a huge difference. And I've gone down to the border multiple times, and they're telling me that these girls and young boys are getting raped. Uh, They're being sold into sex slavery. We just had a hearing uh, in one of my committees with the Health and Human Services Secretary Becerra. They're not vetting the sponsors that they're sending these unaccompanied children to. So one house in Texas has 100 unaccompanied. I mean, this is outrageous. That's why I said it's not only hurting Americans, it's hurting the immigrants, too. These policies are bad for both of us. Yeah, that's, I think, the point we're trying to make. We're talking to Arizona Congresswoman Debbie Lesko, is that all of the problems we're encountering were preventable if we just left the policies in place that Biden inherited. So this is very much a situation, in my opinion, where the politics have taken precedence over the people, meaning Biden changed these policies because politically that's what the Democrats wanted, but in the process they made everybody less safe as a result. Yeah, no, you're totally right. And you think about all the drug trafficking that's happening in addition to the human trafficking. I mean, I went to Maricopa County um, Medical Examiner. I went on a tour there, which was kind of somber. But they said there's a 5,000 percent increase in fentanyl deaths in Maricopa County since 2015. 5,000 percent increase. I mean, they they even had to, in Arizona, unfortunately, had to bring in more coolers for bodies because of the drug problems that are happening. And, of course, the Biden policies of having these open gaps in the borders uh, and then basically having our Border Patrol officers act as travel agents, process all these people in, send them all over the country, I mean— like I said, it's hurting Americans, but it's also hurting the illegal immigrants because yeah. even the New York Times said these kids are be, are doing full-time jobs against child labor laws to pay off not only the cartel members, but the sponsors where our government is sending them and without vetting them. Yeah, that's terrible. And, you know, when the New York Times is writing it, because <laughs> they, they don't get out of bed, as you know, uh, looking to call shenanigans on a Democrat presidency. Uh, but you have to. I mean, any objective observer has to realize they're failing all of us, not just the Republicans. Um, but let me talk about this since we brought up politics to begin with. Uh, the prosecution of Donald Trump, does it feel politically motivated to you? Well, absolutely. It's politically motivated. I mean, there's there's when you have when you cover up a story with Hunter Biden and then and then you don't assign a special prosecutor to Hunter Biden, but you continue to go after President Trump. It's political. 
And this last, I read all the indictments, including this last one. And the last one, I don't know how they're going to prove it. I mean, he just keeps on, the special counsel just keeps on repeating that Donald Trump knowingly claimed false election uh, fraud. And how are they going to prove he knowingly believed that there was no election fraud, but he said it anyway? Well, in the indictment, you know, the way that Jack Smith, his special counsel, tries to say that, well, Trump knew that there was no election fraud and he spread the lies anyway, was he just lifts off some people that said there was no evidence of election fraud and told that to President Trump. But the problem with that is that other people, including Trump's own attorneys, said there was evidence of election fraud. So I don't know how they prove that. And, you know, and it was very biased, don't you think? I mean, when when the special counsel, Jack Smith, says, quote, Trump enlisted co-conspirators to assist him in his criminal efforts to overturn the legitimate results of the 2020 presidential election and retain power, unquote. Well, guess who those enlisted co-conspirators were? Mm-hmm. Trump's lawyers. Yep. Since when is it against the law to hire lawyers to to yeah. to help you in what you believe in? No, it's so well, I I don't know. The whole thing seems terribly political to me, and it's a sad day. It's a sad day in our country when it comes down to this. Yeah, it's not good. We're talking to Arizona Congresswoman Debbie Lesko, who is back in Arizona, where she, where where you should be. I mean, man, oh boy, we appreciate you representing us in Washington, but don't you feel like they we should go back to Zoom work? If only so you didn't have to hang out in that town. Well, you know what I wish is mm-hmm. that I, I love my job, but I wish that the United States Capitol was in Arizona. Then my life would be really good. Oh, unfortunately, let's go. <laughs> unfortunately, all the other members probably wouldn't like that. But yeah, no, Washington, D.C., the whole, yeah, I go there and I feel like there's a spiritual darkness in that place. And there's people that are corrupt. I mean, agencies don't tell us mm-hmm. things, they lie. Uh, it, yeah. It's, it is a swamp. It's a total swamp. I know. It's and a- when I get back home with normal people, I'm always happy. Yeah, I'll take that. Um, listen, I, I, I know how you feel, uh, except home for me, there's still in anyone normal because I'm in New York. And uh, <laughs> man, oh boy, oh man, anyone who doesn't think we have life on other planets has never walked around New York City. I have, well, I, have. I, I appreciate New York. New Yorkers have, especially New York City, mm-hmm. people have a fighting attitude. So I have learned to appreciate them. Yeah. And they fight like heck, and I, and I love it. Yeah, well, everyone except our baseball teams, Congresswoman. If the baseball <laughs> okay. teams, if they could fight as hard as the pedestrians, we might have a much better mood around town right now is all <laughs> I'm saying. Um, well, that's true. Thank you. Well, I always love talking to you. I keep playing good ball out there, okay? All right, will do. I'll keep up the fight. You better. We're counting on you. Uh, There she goes, the great Congresswoman Debbie Lesko from the 8th Congressional District of Arizona. It's a very simple point. It's hard to look at the Trump prosecution and not feel like it's politically motivated, especially when you know that Democrats have questioned the results of elections in quite high-profile manners, I might add. Uh, Then there's just also the reality that this whole prosecution hinges on a triple Lindy. A legal triple Lindy. Do you remember the movie Back to School with Rodney Dangerfield? The triple Lindy is him jumping off multiple diving boards, bouncing off one to the other to the other before landing in the pool. That was the that was the jump he was famous for. 
okay? Jack Smith is trying to land a triple Lindy at a time when indicting a president used to be unprecedented. The point is, if you were going to do it, it's because you had such a slam dunk case that everybody in the world was going to look at what you were presenting and go, oh, yeah, you got to do that. That's what you got to do. Okay, in this instance, that's not what we're seeing. We're seeing a thrice indicted president. The first one started on an absurd federal charge by a Manhattan district attorney who doesn't even have the jurisdiction to charge the guy federally. But he tried to bump it up to a federal charge, which is a little bit of a maneuver if ever there was one. Then you get into classified documents. Now you get into January 6th. What do they all have in common? Okay, these are not slam dunk cases that anyone looks at and goes, oh, no, he's screwed now. That's that. If anything, people are looking at them and they're like, in my opinion, that sucked. Because no one's been able to articulate that this is some type of a slam dunk deal, you know, unless they're a CNN pundit. People aren't buying it, CNN, you dumb bastards. Not at all. Okay, we were promised concrete, you know, this is no gray area. This is it. Guys jumping off the diving board, heading straight down to the... This is not that. This is... Jack Smith looks like Thornton Mellon in Back to School. Hey, I know you. You're tall and fat. Yeah, well, you're short and ugly. Give me back my pen. We got a triple Lindy is what we got. The show not afraid to call out both sides of the aisle. He's the other side's worst nightmare. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl. Coming to you live right here. We're at Fox News headquarters in New York. That's where we are. I'm back in town. It's Fox Across America. Jimmy Fallon, your radio buddy, trying to hold this country together. Getting really hot out there in these streets. And I will tell you, okay, as it pertains to the 2024 election, here's the, this is everything you need to know, okay? Trump's prosecution is the new COVID variant. Do you know how COVID allowed the Democrats to shorten the track, to shorten the length of the race Biden had to run? He was able to stay home. The media basically did the campaigning for him. The Trump prosecution in a roundabout way really is the new COVID variant. Tell them like it is. Okay. As long as Trump is on trial and that's overshadowing the Republican primary and it's sucking all the air out of the room, Biden doesn't have to do anything. So they can just keep him home. They don't have to worry about him going out on the campaign trail and throwing wild pitches. Do you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black? Okay, the people running this administration, they understand they've got to minimize the exposure of Joe Biden. Okay, they don't want him doing live interviews. They're handing him note cards to read when he talks to reporters. They're giving him a pre-selected list of questions to answer. And by answer, I mean read off that note card. We have a president that is clearly not all there. But understand, okay, that if he doesn't actually have to run and they can just hang this over the country's head, you know, for the better part of the election cycle, they're hoping between the media and the surrogates, um, you know, that they can actually shorten this race for Biden and maybe get him across the finish line. The problem they're running into is the guy is polling at 31 percent, okay, 31 percent. And a lot of Democrats realize, you know, that Trump might be indicted five more times. I mean, the way the Democrats are going, he's going to get charged with child neglect for failing to help Kevin McAllister in Home Alone 2. 
Okay, but the truth is, even with that in play, there's no reason to believe Biden can beat him anyway. So you're starting to see people, okay, like Massachusetts Representative Jake Auchincloss, uh, who was on Fox News Sunday, uh, talking about the Devin Archer testimony. Let me give you this. This is a Democrat, clip 17. What we saw from the Archer testimony was a very unflattering portrait of Hunter Biden's judgment and business dealings, but no material involvement from Joe Biden himself. Again, no material involvement from Joe Biden himself. It is smoke, it is smoke, it is smoke that the Republicans are are trying to gin up and yet no fire. And they're desperately trying to redirect Americans' attention away from the most important indictment in American history, which is Donald Trump's. Come on, don't bullshit me. Okay. Listen, when he says, and I understand his motivation here, okay, his motivation obviously is, you know, Trump. Look at the Trump thing. And again, that's what they want to do. That is the battle plan. Let's run on Trump. We can't run on the economy. We can't run on the border. Can't run on the cost of goods. Can't run on the price of gas. None of those are an option for this presidency. Biden sucks. Okay. So they want to run on Trump. But he's lying when he looks in front of the TV camera. And says we have no involvement from Joe Biden himself. Joe Biden called Hunter Biden's business partners 20 times on speakerphone. Okay, let me ask you, for real, just between you and me. Have you ever been so uninvolved with a business that you called in 20 times? The answer would be no. Okay, most of you have been involved with business deals that you didn't call into once, let alone 20 times. So there's that. There's the notes of the Devin Archer. There's the photos of him beating the you know the partners. When they say things like, oh, there's no, no evidence, okay? It's like when they use terms like debunked. They're giving their followers permission to tune it out, but what they're not giving their followers is the truth. Okay, Joe Biden's laptop was never debunked. In fact, the, uh, Hunter Biden's laptop wasn't debunked. They called it that. They called it Russian disinformation, but our own intelligence agencies had verified it as true. But here's Jake Auchincloss. He is asked about Joe Biden's remarks that have clearly been proven to be false. Remarks Biden originally made in 2018 about Hunter Biden and his business dealings. It's clip 18. That's a very cherry picked set of evidence there because Archer himself has said that uh, it may not even have been in Burisma's interest to have that prosecutor removed. Uh, Archer himself said that uh, Hunter Biden was really trying to pitch the illusion of access. Uh, Again, there's all of these threads of conspiracy that the Republicans have been unable to tie together in their political investigation designed to embarrass the president. And what we need to do as elected officials in this country is step back, stop trying to interfere in investigations for political ends, and allow the law and the facts to weigh, which is what is happening right now uh, in the indictment of Donald Trump for conspiracy to defraud the American public. You are so full of So he's calling it now it's cherry picked that Republicans want to point to the fact that Joe Biden openly admitted to threatening, threatening to withhold aid from Ukraine if they didn't fire a prosecutor. And then he pivots back to Trump because that's the playbook. That's what we're going to do here. Okay, but understand when you talk about, you know, We need to step back, stop trying to interfere in these investigations for political ends. That's exactly what they did with the Hunter Biden laptop. The guy was about to get a plea deal that was a plea deal for a gun charge and tax evasion that was ultimately going to absolve him of anything else he could be charged for down the road as it pertains to his laptop. That is very much interfering not only in investigations, but ones that might not have even started yet. So it was a little bit of a scam. Okay, but he's out there on the one end of this, still trying to protect Biden at all costs. 
But then there's the other side of the conversation. Here's Minnesota Representative Dean Phillips saying, we got a primary of this guy, clip 22. And I've discovered that everybody in the middle, the massive majority of Americans are sick of angertainment, telling us we're more divided than we really are. They're sick of members of Congress, state houses, attacking each other instead of attacking problems. They want their families back, their friendships back, their communities back. They want unity. And I want to give voice to them. And then secondly, Mm -hmm. I want to give voice to Democrats. Democrats are telling me that they want not a coronation, but they want a competition. Okay, and basically he's saying we can't just hand this over to this doddering fool. We might want to get out there and run somebody younger and better. It's a fancy way of admitting. This man needs a retirement home and a warm bowl of soup. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is. We are back in action for a big hour of Fox Across America. It's free. You listen to the show for free. We couldn't dare charge you, not just because of the quality, but because you need that money to buy gas because it's up another 30 cents uh, in the past month, thanks to the guy in the Oval Office right now as I speak to you. We have people in Washington that don't know what they're doing. It would seem that way. We're going to discuss a lot of them in this hour. 888-788-9910. If you want to be a part of a show uh, that is not activism, you need to know this. If you've never heard the show before, uh, I don't care. <laughs> my, my political party is America. Yes, I lean to the right unapologetically so, but I'm not here recruiting you to my party or my belief system. I'm just here prioritizing a greater good, meaning I feel like I'd make a bigger impact on the quality of being in this country if we just had like a safe space where people could participate in a good faith exchange of ideas. I'm not trying to create another forum where we just preach to the choir and yell at them all day. I'm trying to talk about the shared realities we all face. Gas right now. Okay, is up 11 cents from a week ago, nearly 30 cents from a month ago. Country is being destroyed by stupid people, by very stupid people. I don't know if that's the case, but when you go to a gas pump nowadays, they don't even list prices. They just tell you what kind of sex act you'd have to turn to pay for it. I love it when you talk dirty. It's bad. Okay. Understand right now, when you look around the country, okay. We're at 382 on Sunday, yesterday, 11 cents from a week ago, 30 cents from a month ago. Okay. We're a little lower than where we were a year ago. The national average was 416. Okay. But that's horrific. That's unacceptable. It's nearly a dollar fifty higher than when they took office, than when Biden took office. But you want to know why people can't stand the media. This is so funny. Okay. Here's some CBS. This is just great. <laughs> Straight. Straight clown stuff going on on your television. Here's Gail King talking about gas prices getting higher, but not exactly addressing the reason why. Clip 27. Have you noticed a recent surge in gas prices this summer? Join the club. You're not alone. The national average price of a gallon of regular is now $3.83. That's about 30 cents more than it was just a month ago. One big factor might surprise you. It seems this summer's extreme heat is playing a role. Are you stupid or something? I mean, you talk about just political shamelessness. (laughs) Straight clown stuff. The heat? Did the heat... I mean, just really basic stuff here. Did the heat 
kill the Keystone Energy Pipeline? The answer would be no. No. Okay. Did the heat declare war on our fossil fuel industry? The answer would be no. No. That's the point. It's the policies in Washington that are screwing us up. We've decimated our strategic petroleum reserves, something that used to be, used to be reserved for an act of war or an act of God. You know, say there was a natural disaster that decimated our refinery capacity. If Mother Nature or birthing person nature did something bad and we were unable to keep our supply online, okay, we have a strategic petroleum reserve so we can get stuff back out there. Biden has decimated those reserves, not because of war, not because of Mother Nature, but because they were trying to get gas prices under control a year ago. So they artificially adjusted the supply and demand ratio in an effort to lower the price of gas in the run-up to the midterms. That's what Joe Biden did. Now, politically, it may very well have worked for him, but as a country, it screwed us up because we're as vulnerable as we've ever been when it comes to our SPRs, our strategic petroleum reserves. And at the same time, we have done nothing to increase production, okay, and in outsourcing all of this capacity to countries that burn fuel filthier than we do, we create more pollution in the process simply because it takes additional fuel to get the dirty stuff back here. Okay, this affects us domestically because it's weakening our economy. Okay, it it weakens us internationally because it's empowering a lot of our enemies. Okay, on one end, Joe Biden calls the Saudis pariahs because of what the crown prince, prince did to Jamal Khashoggi. On the next end, he's making them so much oil money right now, they're buying up professional sports leagues. Do you think Putin could afford to invade Ukraine If he wasn't making money hand over fist from his own fuel industry, of course not. We used to be net net exporters. We were energy independent at the time Donald Trump left office. We're not there anymore. This has nothing to do with the the weather and everything to do with the incompetence that happens to be in the White House at this moment. The government's going to jump all over your head, Jimbo. Let him. Let me give you a little more here, okay, because this is just – Stupid stuff, okay? Stupid stuff, okay? What happens when you take, you know, America and you go, oh, well, you know, we're going to clean the world up. We're going to cut our emissions. We're going to, you know, all that stupid stuff. Okay, understand, America, since we pulled out of the Paris Climate Change Agreement, has lowered our emissions every single year. Okay, every single year, because as our efficiencies improve, as we become more technologically advanced, we have bettered our ability, okay, to lower emissions. That being said, we don't actually have any proof that the emissions are changing the weather, nor do we have any proof that anybody on the other side of the world is going to make the same change as we are. Meaning when we go and we make all these stupid symbolic pledges, China doesn't do any of it. They sell us our green energy infrastructure, but at the same time, they're not actually pursuing that same climate agenda. So it's like you're buying the patch because you're trying to quit smoking, and the guy you're buying the patch off is smoking a cigar after he takes your money and walks away. Okay, China is the biggest polluter in the world by a margin of five. Okay, so if they're not doing anything to cut emissions— All we're doing on this shared planet, okay, is we're creating a no peeing section in the swimming pool. 
disgusting. I mean, be happy you're not driving in Hawaii. Let me give you this. The average regular unleaded gas price for Hawaii is $4.73, three cents higher than last week. Uh, ooh, and Kahuli. Did I get that? Kauai. Eric, you, how do you pronounce that? I said K-A-H-U-L-U-I. I know, right? <laughs> the average price of four eighty-two, two cents higher than last week, three cents higher than last month. Oh wow, that's crazy! So you're talking about, I mean, the jump. San Diego gas prices have reached six dollars a gallon in San Diego, but at the same time, I mean, that's almost like a cover charge for all the topless women rollerblading in La Jolla. Hubba hubba. Okay. South Florida gas prices up thirty cents in the last two weeks. Average price for a gallon of gas in Florida Monday. It's 382, an increase of 16, 16 cents from a gallon the previous week. So you understand, okay, what they're doing in Washington right now in, you know, the name of green energy is you're getting the bill for their policies, okay? But their policies you yourself don't support. When they go out and they spend money on climate change, do they actually title these bills climate change? The answer would be no. No. Okay, the biggest climate spending bill in the history of this country was called the Inflation Reduction Act. What a fraud. You ain't kidding, because number one, it didn't reduce inflation. Not even a little. Okay, but number two, we printed and spent more money at a time when doing that exact thing was a driving force of inflation. That is financial lunacy. Okay, but they did it. Why? Because of their green energy agenda. Well, you know. We'll piggyback off of a popular cause, meaning inflation reduction. Okay, and by doing so, we will shoehorn our agenda under that umbrella. It's like the fact that they were using COVID as a catch-all for anything they wanted to spend money on. They're like, well, we'll pass a COVID bill. You know, the American Rescue Plan. Let's get in there. So, you know, save everybody from COVID by spending money on Gender studies programs in the Middle East. <laughs> You're like, wait, what? What's going on? I don't understand. Ah, we got an American rescue plan. Okay. COVID's bad. So let's give away, oh, I don't know. We'll give away some free community college. I'm sick and tired of all of this bullshit. Take it from a guy who went to community college. You still wind up paying later. But that being said, what's happening now is you're getting the bill for things you don't support because they have... You know, for whatever we think of them in the Democratic Party, they have mastered, mastered the fundraising game when it comes to the issue of climate change. Okay, it mastered it. Money, 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 money. Oh, this is so good because, you know, it it's appealing to a people. Okay, especially on the Hollywood side. Climate change is white privilege. Okay, spectacularly rich people that on some level to their credit feel a sense of guilt over just how great their lives have become, try to offset that guilt by convincing themselves and those around them that they're worthy of the prosperity they enjoy because they're the ones out there saving the planet. I mean, all right, listen, yeah, I understand, okay? I make $35 million a year, okay, to pretend I'm a cop in a movie or a soldier or a pilot, But don't worry, because I'm using this platform for the good of saving Earth. They're crazy. They're stupid. They have the words written for them. That's their actors. Okay, but understand, it's all rich, elite, white people who are catering to, you know, regular walk of life people who generally, you know, have their hearts in the right place, care about the planet and its well-being. 
and are able to prey upon them with the fear tactics of we're all going to freeze or, oh, it turns out we're all going to melt or, all right, turns out the weather's just changing. That's just called seasons. That's just called weather. But we don't actually have any data on climate change other than the fact that no matter how many times the weather changes, the cause stays the same. The purpose stays the same. Please give us money. It's all climate change is, okay? And now you're being forced to give money whether you want to or not because these prices are driving up your gas bills. Okay, so now in addition to donating to all these Democrats who showed up espousing, you know, we got to save the world, it's a climate emergency, and then they flew off in their private jets, Okay, now the price of their fuel is going up in their jets. So you got to pay for that and you got to pay for the price of gas in your own car. And none of this is making the world any cleaner. Okay, the electric vehicles that they're pushing on you right now, okay, run on fossil fuels. They don't plug them into the wind, they don't plug them into a solar panel. Okay, they plug them into electric outlets. Okay, when they're mining the minerals that they need for these cars, when they are, in fact, making solar panels, who are they empowering by doing so? China, our biggest geopolitical foe in the world. I've got it. We'll make them more money. They'll continue to, you know, pollute. So nothing we do will matter. But, you know, we'll be able to feel good about ourselves because we're saving the planet. We're not saving anything. Okay, least of all of which is money because they're driving the price of that up to the moon. So if you are a climate change person, congratulations, because you're donating to the cause now more than ever. Pay up, suckers. It's the show that never hits the books. I love the poorly educated. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It's the morning show that uh, overslept Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Gasoline man, give a loan to me. I'm not wealthy, and there is no way I'm paying you. Hey, Mr. Gasoline man, throw a bone to me. Prices go up every morning, and I'm totally screwed. Though I know Biden's a liar, his head is in the sand. Doesn't have a plan Blames everyone he can But he's the problem And Kamala confuses me Her brain is so empty They push green energy It is plain for all to see That they're both clueless Hey, Mr. Gasoline Man Give a loan to me I'm not wealthy, and there is no way I'm paying you. Hey, Mr. Gasoline Man, throw a bone to me. Prices go up every morning, and I'm totally screwed. Mr. Gasoline Man. Is just making dough hand over fist. What the hell is the world coming to? I don't know, but it's not getting any cleaner. 
anytime soon, thanks to these energy policies in Washington. It bothers me. Why does it bother me so much? Getting past the money of it all. I mean, understand, as a longtime cab driver, what Biden is doing to the country right now destroys me emotionally because I know what it's like to be a cab driver who has your income cut by 20 or $30 a day at a time when you're not making any money to begin with. When I was a cab driver, yes, we got paid weekly, very weekly. I mean, my goodness. That was the worst thing I ever heard. Absolutely. But you know what? It's true, okay? When Jenny and I were... Um, when I was driving a cab and we just had Lincoln, you've heard me say this before, we didn't even have – people talk about not having money in the bank. We didn't have a bank, okay? We had a box. We had a shoebox. I had a Nike. I was hoping to get far enough along in life that I could start banking at Reebok, you know, or something fancier. But that's what we had, okay? So when you fill up your gas tank every day, you understand, uh, you know, these price increases like 30 cents, You're talking about an extra $6 in a 20-gallon tank a day over the course of a six-day week. That's another 30, you know, you're talking about, my gosh, another 36 bucks, okay? But as it goes up even more, it gets even worse at a time when you're really struggling to get by. So in a four, you know, over the course of a month, you're looking at almost 150 bucks, and a year ago, it was even higher than that. So I have a lot of empathy for the people that are taking this beating. You know who doesn't have that empathy? The people in Washington. Tell them like it is. Okay. For them, the pain is the point. Okay. We've heard it so many times, this tone deaf indifference. When things were going sideways, they'd go, oh, if you don't like the price of gas, let's go out and buy an electric car. Well, here's a newsflash. If you don't have $4.30 for gas, you don't have $66,000 for an electric car. Okay. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. Seriously. Imagine your buddy comes to you and he's like, ah, it's just I'm so depressed. Can't get a date. I've been striking out with every pig at every bar in every town I've gone to. And your buddy's like, dude, should ask out Julia Roberts. You're like, yeah, that wasn't actually an option. Thanks. Thank you for suggesting that. But, yeah, it's not quite in play, okay? This is the same thing Pete Buttigieg was doing. Ah, you don't have money for gas. You know you wouldn't have to worry about that if you bought an electric car. Pete Buttigieg is pathetic. Just a jackass. Okay, but that's the problem, is there's a real indifference to how policies affect people. That's how they were able to push, like, COVID lockdowns. Like, ah, we got to shut down the schools. And every one of their kids was going to private schools, so they didn't care. Ah, you can't go anywhere. And then they all traveled. Okay, Nancy Pelosi went to the hair salon. If you remember that one, that was one of my all-time favorites. Nancy Pelosi is a total dingbat. Maybe so. But then you know how Gavin Newsom going to the French Laundry. It was all a scam. You know, when the Democrats said things like, yeah, we're all in this together, they usually meant the airport bar. Yeah, we're all in this together. It's taking forever to get a drink. But you stay home, damn it. We're not going anywhere. We're coming back with Bill Whittle to talk moon landing next. It's America's Life Coach, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. The moon landing, that beautiful moment of unity and progress. What if it was all bull Hi, my name is Jimmy Fallon, and I'm on a nationwide mission to uncover the truth about one of the oldest and wildest conspiracy theories of all time. Along the way, I'll be joined by the experts. And unlike every CDC task force ever assembled, we encourage different perspectives. 
The easiest way to fake the moon landing would be to shoot it on the moon. You have four times the proof necessary to prove that the moon landings are fake. There was never a point where I doubted that the moon landings were real. I taught Neil Armstrong everything he knows. <laughs> You're laughing. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. That was uh, William Shatner uh, playing along with the ruse that we might not have gone to the moon. Joining us now on the line, someone crazy enough to think we did. He is one of the many stars uh, featured in my new documentary, Moon Landing, Fact or Fiction, streaming now on Fox Nation. The great Bill Whittle joins us from L.A. Hey, man. Hey, Jimmy. Good to talk to you again. How are you? Yeah, no, it's it's nice to talk under less duress. When last we met, I believe we were sprinting out of a steakhouse so we could stick Fox with the bill. We did, in fact. And uh, I was back there just the other day, and it's a homeless tent now. So, um <laughs> You know, progress marches along here in Los Angeles, and, and, and I'm a kid of the space age, so anytime we see progress makes me real happy. And by the way, I really want to thank you for coming up to the um, to the mental institution there and, and doing that interview with me through that thick plexiglass on those two phones. That was that was really sweet of you. <laughs> it, was, it, was a, it was nice. It, it brought me back to the COVID era when everything felt uh, like a banking transaction. Exactly. The only the only part I regret was that I had to take my Napoleon hat off for the interview. But other than that, I thought it went very, very well. <laughs> the great Bill Whittle. Uh, let's talk about this for a second because you're half joking. Uh, but we could have we wouldn't have been wrong to feel partly institutionalized, given where we shot that interview. Now, folks. <laughs> If you're not uh, intimately familiar with the workings of downtown L.A., we were shooting in a studio. What would you s- assume it was? It looked like we were on the set of a Mork and Mindy porno. Did it not? It, well, first of all, it caused me horrendous PTSD tres- uh, uh, flashbacks, which I haven't gotten over yet. But uh, it was it was a set that was from the um, looked like it was from the early '70s. I grew up in the '70s, by far the ugliest decade in American <laughs> history. Uh, it, it, it was the wide decade, you know. Mm-hmm. Everything was ties were wide, your lapels were wide. I had a tie you could have landed a, a jet aircraft on. I think <laughs> it, it was just an ugly. I love, I'll just put it to you this way, pal. That's the first time I ever wore triple knit polyester, and uh, it was um, it was. You could you could spill a turkey dinner on a suit and just wash it off with a garden hose. So the whole the whole room was just is you know it was avocado yep. toasters mm-hmm. yeah yeah that kind of thing. It was weird, and we were in like a warehouse, uh, in an area of downtown LA. That, you know, for compa- comparison's sake, here in New York, it's like our Canal Street where you can buy bootleg anything, mm-hmm. uh, any any pocketbook, any, you know, technology, any electronic, any anything uh, you could actually buy um, in right. that area. What, what what was that neighborhood? What, what, what were we in? Well, I think we were in the magnificent heart of the, the second greatest city in America. I think that was uh, downtown Los Angeles, although mm-hmm. you'd be hard-pressed to tell the difference from, you know, <laughs> Mogadishu or something if you looked out the window, because things are going downhill south fast here, pal. Oh, you ain't kidding. But, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, it was just, it was, I actually thought I was being set up for some kind of, you know, drug cartel murder. But with that said... <laughs> He's not, no, everybody, you need to know this. He's not lying, okay? I'm if, not giant. No, seriously, yeah. you get out of this thing and you're looking around, it's like, you know... It, 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 <laughs> what it really reminds me of, man, it was like walking into most likely Starport, you know? Yeah. Never will you find a more a more uh, wretched heim of scum and villainy. 
<laughs> but it turned out that the actual set was really kind of fun and cool, and, and, and I had a lot of fun doing it. No, it was great, and I'm so glad you did. We're talking to the great Bill Whittle. Uh, the documentary Moon Landing Fact or Fiction streaming on Fox Nation now. The commercials are airing on the channel. Uh, it's a big day for your favorite community college graduate. This is amazing. This is, this is wild <laughs> stuff. <laughs> we, no one saw this coming. You got when to I, go to community college? Yeah. When I was, back when uh, I was majoring in Xbox so and Whippets. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Good for you, Whittle. Good for you. Um, but let's talk moon landing for a second. So you were, of course, sure. um, a focal point of the documentary because you were there to make uh-huh. the case that we, of course, landed on the moon, which I wholeheartedly uh-huh. agree with, just so we're clear. Uh, although the documentary did find me asking a lot of interesting questions along the way. We talked to Bart Sabrell, who was on a CIA kill list. Now, you mm. weren't part of that, but my question to you, it's a question I, I posed. I was on the kill team. Yeah. Well, this is what I asked him. I'm like, how do you find out you're on a CIA kill list? Do they send you a save the date? How would you surmise something <laughs> like that works? Well, you know, given the, given the, uh, the, uh, the quality of the CIA in the last two decades, I guess the way you, you find out that you're on a CIA kill list is if – you know, tree trunks start exploding next to you or, and, you know, little chips come off of your car. And, you know, 45 minutes of missed shots later, you, you begin to figure out somebody's on. You know, <laughs> you know in the movie, picture the movie Casino when De Niro starts his car. Now imagine De Niro starts his car and the one next to him blows up. That's that's our government in the last decade. You make you a good have, point. You have somebody, I had a I had a Prius scared welcome smashing through my Camaro just the other day. I think they were after me. Um, so... Yeah, so 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 look. With all seriousness, the, the the evidence is so overwhelming, but it's it's actually kind of easy to um, to see why people have such a hard time believing it anymore. Mostly for two reasons. First of all, because we're being lied to through our teeth pretty much constantly now, and most people think, well, that means everything has to be a lie, and that's just not true. Mm-hmm. But mostly, I think the reason people have a hard time who who do have a hard time believing it uh, weren't there. And what I mean by weren't there was. It's not like Apollo 11 just parachuted out of the sky. Guess what? You know, yeah, it's a big surprise for you. Oh, in today's news, we landed on the moon. <laughs> we've been we've been working on that step by step by step in front of the whole world for you know better mm-hmm. part of seven, eight, ten years at least. Mm-hmm. And so you know, for people who think it's a, a hoax, well, did the hoax occur between Gemini eight and nine, or did it occur between Apollo nine and eight, or what? Mm-hmm. So. so Every one of these steps was was just a little improvement on the one before. And when you take all that context away, it's kind of hard to believe. Yep. We're talking to Bill Whittle, one of the stars of Moon Landing Factor Fiction, streaming now on Fox Nation. Uh, if nothing else, you know, it may not change your opinion on the moon, but everyone who watches this will change their opinion of their own fashion based on some of the things I wore on set during this documentary. But I will have I, you. I nearly turned around. It was pretty. It was a pretty near thing because we hadn't <laughs> met before, and I and I and they say, well, here's the um, you know, here's the talent, and and by the way, Jim, you might want to talk about that because. Your producers, when they introduce you as the talent, they use air quotes, you know, and I just found that to be unprofessional. Good for you. But, I like um, it. I like the tough love. But, mm-hmm. but it was, it was, um, no, you were, you were very dressed stylishly and stylishly and something taken from some Italian restaurant someplace. And, uh, <laughs> and we looked, we looked good. And, and it was a really fun interview. I really had a lot of fun doing it. Well, I will not have you besmirch my overweight figure skater collection <laughs> that I'm wearing on TV. <laughs> most most people my assume I want on... I don't have enough sequins in my life. Yeah. I, I, I used to be the guy that they would hoist at the end of the routine, but now I've got to be the guy doing the lifting because I kind of got, <laughs> got, got, got a little carried away during the pandemic, you know? <laughs> 
No, yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a problem, all right. So, no, you know the state that it's the um, it's the professional male skaters more suffered more than anyone, I think, during those those horrible years. <laughs> wasn't pretty. Well, this is my take. Having you know traveled the country and interviewed everybody, and you know everyone in between. What I what I really do love about the moon landing um, is the fact that it really was like the ultimate American muscle car. Like we got together, it, yes. it, you know, it, it took almost 400,000 people and all the know-how Perfect. we had, and we built a muscle car and shot it up we to did. the moon. And it's like one of the most badass things you could ever do. Um, Absolutely. And, and, you know, what frustrates me is I don't look around today feeling like we could build the muscle car if we had to. I don't feel like we have that, you know, that collective motivation the way we once did. Like, to give you an example, the U.S. women's soccer team loses yesterday. Half the country, probably more than that, finds it hilarious because they've been kind of anti-America for the better part of, you know, the last four, three or four years. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like we're more divided. Do you think we're living in an America where if we had a space race to win, we could still do it? I actually do. Um, I mean, and SpaceX is is pretty good evidence of what happens when when you've got one person in charge and and you don't have to constantly beg Congress for money. And have so you say to, the you private know, sector is that what you're saying? Would that yeah. would be our chance? Yeah. Okay. I think so. I mean, SpaceX is doing things that that uh, that NASA wasn't able to do in the in the 1960s. Mm-hmm. But but that's almost all of that is due to the fact that you've got. A goal and a, and a mission. Elon Musk wants to, you know, he said he wants to die on Mars. He just said he didn't want to do it on landing, and I thought that was perfect. So, so you can. We still have the technology. It's not even. I almost said. See, I fell into the same trap that I was mm-hmm. trying to avoid during this entire documentary. Mm-hmm. It's not a question of technology. It's a question of willpower and confidence. And um, and when you've got those two things, you can do anything. Mm-hmm. The people say, "Oh, we didn't have the computing power to to land on the moon." And, and my response would be, well, that's kind of why we cut those big windows into the thing, you know, into the lunar module, because mm-hmm. the, the, the computer power is up in Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin's head. Whoa. And, mm-hmm. and if you listen to the landing, if you listen to the audio of the landing, it's nothing but Neil Armstrong being absolutely silent and Buzz Aldrin just being his, his you know, his, his computer. 400 feet, down 20, down 20, okay, drifting to the right a little, down forward, little fast, little fast. It just It's just... It's completely doable, but you got to have the will to do it. My favorite line ever about the space race or about the moon landing ever is from um, Apollo 13. It's right in the very beginning of the movie, and Tom Hanks is drunk, and he's sitting out back in his yard with his wife, and he's playing Jim Lovell, a commander of Apollo 13. And, mm-hmm. and Hanks puts his finger up in front of the moon, puts his thumb up, blocks out the whole moon, and he says, so, uh, yeah, we went to the moon. He said, there wasn't anything magical about it. We just decided to go. And I thought, yeah, man, that's that's it in a nutshell. Just decided to go. So we did. I love that. Um, We're talking to Bill Whittle, the documentary Moon Landing Fact or Fiction. He carries the whole thing. He'd be the first one to humbly tell you that. Um, I I love the first time I carried you, too. And and I'm hoping this is the beginning of a long and and beautiful friendship. (laughs) It worked out for me as well. It was nice. Uh, I will say this, though. I think the contrarian take, obviously, is that, you know, the government has demonstrated so much ineptitude, you know, and, and obviously the lies we've been told about multiple wars sure. and, and the vaccine and everything. So I yeah. actually expect, despite 
you know, very sound analysis by yourself and so many others who've made it abundantly clear that we did go to the moon, I actually expect the number of skeptics to grow. And Fox Nation, they did a poll today uh, prior to the release of this, and Mm -hmm. they found that 27 percent of people don't believe we landed on the moon. Uh, Would you? That's a shockingly high number. And Uh and it's also lower than I thought it would be. (laughs) Um, That's the truth. Yeah. Uh, Because, you know, one of the problems in in just in general uh, these days is that people who know things to be true just disengage from the conversation. Mm -hmm. There's been a number of times when people say, don't even argue with these people. I said, no, no, on the contrary, you walk away from the pop culture, you're going to you're going to. You're going to lose, you know. Yeah. So conservatives walked away from the movie business, and now the movie business is is the most progressive uh, industry in, in in the world, which is why Los Angeles is a tent city now. Are you, wait, are you telling me you're not going to go to Disney's remake of Peter Pan sexual? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's not that I'm going to go. It's just that I'm afraid most of my stuff's on the cutting room floor. You know, that's a heartbreak <laughs> for for a guy to face. Uh, so so. You know, it's you really. A lot of it is just that that people just assumed that it was so obvious that they just walked away from the argument. Here's the real thing about it, though about mm. about the deniers, right? Mm. They can sit there and take pot shots at the most minor things. Oh well, these lights. You know, here's a here's a rock that's got an odd shaped crack on it. It must be the letter C. It's a prop rock or something. Yeah. And and they say therefore we didn't go. And and what no one is really doing is saying okay, let's just say you're right and I'm wrong. Let's just do that. So if we didn't go, then what actually happened? Tell me, tell me what happened. Uh-huh. And they'll, they'll say something, what well, was shot on a, on a, on a soundstage. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, well, if you shot it on a soundstage, then why did you, on later missions, put a, a car up there and drive the car live on the, on the surface of the soundstage for half an hour at seven miles an hour? So, well, why, why do we cover 30 miles on the soundstage? Would anybody have said it didn't happen if we didn't have a car up there? Why do, why do we go six times if it was on a soundstage? In fact, if we shot the thing on a soundstage, why do the astronauts have mirrored visors? You would think that those mirrors would do nothing but show cameras and lights and crew. And Why do we do that? And, and when you try to pin people down on an actual explana- alternate explanation, they can never provide it. They just find one or two details out of the millions and millions of details. Mm-hmm. And if you see, that didn't happen. That's wrong. And then when you explain to them how that one is explainable, then they move on to the next one. And and I've had to deal with this before. It's annoying. Mm-hmm. But it's also understandable. No, it makes sense. Bill Whittleman, uh, I, I, I'm so fascinated now because, you know, I, I obviously came into this knowing we landed on the moon and everything like that. But I am fascinated by this contrarian industry because the point you just made is the one that resonates with me the most. It's that their contrarian take is usually based on like, oh, the shadows on these two things are off. But if the elevation of two objects is different, the shadows are going to point in different directions. Like it's pretty easily disproven. But people, are you not amazed what people are willing to hang so much belief on? Or do you think they know better and they're just exploiting the gullibility of others? I actually don't know the answer to that last question, but but just as one example, if if I'm standing at a parking lot, right, just a regular old parking lot, big big mall parking lot, and I and I put the camera down there and I look at an empty parking space and I just start playing around with the lens and I go to a wide angle lens, those two lines that I park between are going to start to diverge, mm-hmm. and and they're going to say these lines aren't parallel. It's like, well, they, it's because we're 
<laughs> because we're on the ground, we've got a perspective shift, and because we got a 30 millimeter lens on this thing. Let me just turn it up to 200 millimeters. You'll watch the lines get straighter right in front of your eyes. So, so all of these things have an explanation, but really, on some level, the desire to believe in something overwhelms your rational mind. And I'll give you the greatest example of this. It's got nothing to do with the moon landing. Uh-huh. There's a lot of people out there who, who believe that there's a Loch Ness monster, that there's this yeah. giant plesiosaur. Mm-hmm. In Loch Ness, and apparently there's another big expedition going to look for it, and and this is how a desire to believe in something just shuts your brain off. They're claiming that in Loch Ness there's a surviving plesiosaur dinosaur, and you know long neck thing with the flippers, yeah. and this is an air breathing creature, and so if there's an air breathing creature in Loch Ness, we shouldn't have a picture of it once every four or five decades. <laughs> You know, we we should be able to get high quality HD video of this thing coming up for air. I'm not going to sit here while you monster shame Nessie. Okay, maybe it has anxiety. Maybe it needs some Paxil. Don't be hitting me with all this science, Whittle. Are they're they're, they're <laughs> claiming that there's an air breathing animal that lives under the water, and I claim that there are air breathing animals that live under the water, and they're called whales. <laughs> and I've got twenty million pictures of whales taken. taken every single this- day. This is the, I'm jumping in on you because this is the brilliant analysis they need. We got to sell the sizzle, not the steak, which is a fancy way of me saying I'm 10 seconds from a commercial break. Whittle, this was amazing. Let's do it again soon, and everyone needs to go watch the doc. Okay, buddy, sounds great. I can't wait ready. To see it. The legendary Bill Whittle. There we go. Back after this. You're listening to the most addictive show on the radio. This is crack, rock, cocaine. It isn't glamorous. Or cool or kid stuff. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Thanks, winning. Bottom of the ninth on Fox Across America as we wrap it up on the radio. We get ready for some hair and makeup and a little primetime appearance on Waters World. You better be there. Your radio buddy needs the ratings. We'll see you there. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. Hey there, it's me, Kennedy. Make sure to check out my podcast, Kennedy Saves the World. It is five days a week, every week. Download and listen at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.